0: Hello, 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 friends, and welcome to the She Finds Joy podcast, where we reclaim the super shiny lights that burn in each of us. I'm Kim Strobel, your truth-telling, real-talk happiness coach who believes in the power of showing up as our flossom selves, even and especially, my friends, when it comes to working through our hard stuff. After all, when we're playing in our arenas of bigness, life gets better as we get bolder. So buckle up for the no BS, zero fluff advice that gives you the small steps for big joy. One of the best things about She Finds Joy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other women who are creating more joy in their lives, just like you. You can find us at kimstrobel.com forward slash She Finds Joy. All right, let's dive in to today's episode. Here we go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode seven. I can't wait to talk to you about this word called manifesting. Now, I don't know how well you know me just yet, but I do have some spiritual woo woo in me, all right? So I will be talking about spiritual things from time to time, and tonight is one of them. Oh my goodness. I wish you guys, I'm up here in my bonus room. This is where my podcast studio is going to be, and let me just tell you, my two dogs, George and Sophie, are up here. You're probably going to hear about George and Sophie in all my podcasts because they are full of personality. Um, they are young, so they're super energetic. And right now, I'm sitting on my little red stool, and Sophie is literally sitting behind me on the stool. I have like three inches to sit because she has to lay her 60-pound body behind me as I do my podcast today. Oh, my gosh. I think my life is ruled by dogs. Okay. Well. I love, I love talking about this topic, okay? And I love it for many reasons because I believe that our thoughts drive everything that happens in our life. This is a topic called the law of attraction. Many people hear it. It happens to be what my ladies who are in my coaching program are learning at a very deep level right now. They're learning about the law of attraction. They're learning how to apply it to their lives. They're learning how to change their reality and co-create their life by learning to be laser focused on their thoughts. But I want to challenge us to be cognizant of how we can use our thoughts but also know that we need to be creating some space between our thoughts. And let me just tell you, that is hard. I will be the first to tell you that creating space between my thoughts is a difficult thing in my life. Um, I actually am working right now. I'm taking a course on um, how to be more in the beingness right? The present moment, the beingness, then the doing, because we all know that Kim Struble is a huge doer. And I need to bring myself into the beingness a little bit more. And that's what I'm working on tonight. But what I want to talk to you about is this idea of how do we manifest and co-create in our life. And I want to explain this concept And I don't want to be a total geek on today's episode, but I am going to geek out a little bit and I am going to get kind of scientific with you all. So one of the core principles that I teach is that I do believe we co-create our life with God. Now, I call God, God. Sometimes I call God spirit. Sometimes I call it universal intelligence. I don't really care what you call it, but I do believe that there is this amazing intelligence in the universe and that we all have the ability to tap into it. This is why we are so much more powerful than what we even know. We give ourselves very little credit for the amount of power that we actually have to co-create our life. So the idea behind manifesting if I can go there with you so that you can understand this concept is that there's this correspondence between your state of consciousness right so what you are perceiving things to be around you right now what you're consciously aware of and then there are the thoughts that are actually going on in your mind in the background of your mind while you're living this life right so You have reality consciousness, but then you also have this awareness, this other thing in your mind where you can actually be thinking about your thinking. And so I want to talk to you about how that correlates with the external circumstances, the things that keep showing up in your life, whether it be relationships you're in, the career path you have, the people who come into your existence, the opportunities that come your way. And what we know from science is that you actually have the ability to influence and change your external circumstances. This is where your power comes in. All right. Now, I'm not just preaching craziness here. I mean, Oprah Winfrey is a big follower of manifesting and understanding the law of attraction. Jim Carrey talks about it, you know, the comedian Jim Carrey, he talks about how he used this ability to manifest, to go from sleeping in his car, right, being homeless, to making multi-million dollar movies. And he did it because he changed his thoughts. So what I mean by external circumstances is everything, your career, your relationships, the level of happiness and joy in your life, the amount of peace you have, and that you have the ability to influence and change your external circumstances, just by changing your thoughts, changing your thinking. And it really does come down to this, my friends. It really does come down to whatever you're thinking is actually coming into your life. It might not be coming in right this second. And many of us are creating by default, right? Because we're always thinking, we're always thinking thoughts. We're just not always aware of our thinking, and so we're creating by default. Now, the average human being we know has somewhere between sixty and 70,000 thoughts a day. If you're a super stressed person like I was today, you're going to have between 110 and 120 thoughts a day. If you're super zen, like, I don't know, maybe my husband, you're probably having between forty and 50,000 thoughts a day. What is interesting about this statistic is is that for the average human being, 80% of your thoughts are negative in a day's time. So if I were to take you back, my friends, to this morning when your alarm went off, some of us had 57 negative thoughts within the first two minutes of being awake. The alarm went off and the first thought was, ah, I have to get up. I didn't get enough sleep. Oh, my shoulder hurts. And then we like get out of bed and we start walking to the bathroom and we're like, Oh, my knees, my knees hurt. And then you get, you get to the bathroom and you look in the mirror and you see a fever blister scar on your face, or you see whatever, a pimple. And then you walk across the bathroom and you're like, Oh, it's so cold. It feels so cold in here. And then you go put on a pair of pants and you're like, ah. Oh. These are so tight. My stomach is so bad. Look at all that fat. And before you know it, you've had 57 negative thoughts in the first 90 seconds of your day. And I know some of you are laughing because you know it. You know it. And that's, that's just... You know, this is just normal. Like, unfortunately, this is just normal human being behavior. And I'm going to tell you why. It's not that you're bad. I don't want you to feel bad for your negative thoughts. It's that we're actually wired from way back when, like archaic times, back when we were cavemen and cavewomen, we are wired to the negative for a good reason. Our reptilian brains learn to scan our environment constantly in order to pick out the negative because that's how we survived our brain has this mechanism built in to help us tr- survive and so way back when we were scanning for whatever it was right lions and tigers and any you know storms and bad weather and you know mean people headed our way trying to kill us our reptilian brain was scanned to always be on the lookout for negative as a way to protect us. And this is why we are wired this way. And we no longer have to be on the lookout constantly for danger, but our brain is still functioning in its reptilian brain-like ways until we change the neural wiring of it. So here's what's crazy. If, ne- if 80% of our thoughts are negative in a day's time for the average human being, the crazy thing is that 95% of the 80% of negative thoughts that you're having are the exact same thoughts you had the day before. Ah! Oh my goodness. So if there's one thing I want to teach you is that, hey, we are constantly having thoughts. And our thoughts are constantly creating our beliefs, right? And so whatever you think about, here's what we know. Every thought creates a feeling, okay? So every single thought you have creates a feeling. Might create a positive feeling, might create a negative feeling, might create a neutral feeling. And what we know is that the thoughts that create how you feel, that that how you feel determines what you believe and what you believe determines what you do right from your thoughts you create a feeling from your feelings you create a belief from your beliefs it makes you take an action sometimes it's inaction but that's still an action right so like if you don't if if it creates a belief that you're not worthy if you have these thoughts like um I'm I'm so out of shape. I'm never going to learn to exercise. I can't make it a priority. I'm I'm such a loser, right? So I'm such a loser. Then then how does that feel? Well, that feels terrible. It feels negative. It feels yucky inside. Well, then you have this belief, right? And the belief is, I am such a loser. And then you decide to go sit on the couch or in the chair and pull up your Facebook and scroll social media or grab yourself a glass of wine or, you know, anything to get yourself out of that yucky feeling because you don't want to feel that way. So you do something to distract yourself, which means you don't get your butt to the gym, right? Because it does cause an action. Every feeling causes an action. Every feeling causes something that you do or do not do. So if we're talking about this, then I want you to think about this. All right, I want you to hang with me because I know some of you are like, I don't know. I don't know if I believe that my thoughts are really creating my reality. This sounds a little crazy spiritual stuff to me. I don't know if I buy into it. This seems like nonsense. What do you mean the thoughts create my reality? Okay, so I get it, right? Maybe it does sound a little bit crazy, but I want you to hang with me. So you are telling me that, yeah, just by thinking something, that if I have a thought, that it's going to immediately manifest and come into my life. All right. So if Kim Strobel laser focuses for the next 24 hours on this thought, I'm going to get 20 requests for keynotes in the next two days, that that's for sure going to happen if she just thinks about it. Well, no. So there's so much more to it, okay? And I'm laughing here because I'm, I'm thinking back to my, my sweet mother when we created her first vision board. And, and she was like, three months later, she was like, well, I never got that car. You know, I never got that car. That never happened on my vision board. And I'm like, mom, there's... It's not just creating a vision board. Like, there's a lot that has to go into it for those things to come into your existence. And so I always laugh at her. She knows this. I always make fun of her for her. Well, that didn't work. Well, mom, it's not just slap a picture on a vision board and boom, magically it appears in your life. There's more to it than that. All right. So, this is a huge misunderstanding. It's not as simple. It doesn't mean that you can just be thinking about something and immediately you create it in your life. But what we do know. But the truth of this is that there is a relationship between the predominant state of your consciousness, right? So your your thinking, and there's a relationship between your thinking and the type of thoughts you're having, and that that is directly tied to what you are experiencing in your life. So first of all, what you experience as your current reality right? Your current relationship, your current job, your current level of happiness, your current home. It's already had to go through the filter of your mind, right? Because you have many different ways that it does this. And one of those ways is through the sensory perceptions, right? And so you have these sensory perceptions. And I learned all this from Eckhart Tolle. You have all these sensory perceptions, how you see the world, right? Right how you make sense of it, how it feels in your body, what you hear, what you taste. You have all these senses that allow you to experience the world. So I want you to think about it this way. You kind of have this filter in your mind and your mind through its filter is taking in all this information and it's interpreting it. So, for example, a friend of mine and I, we can have the exact same experience and the way that I filter it through my senses and make sense of it in my mind is going to be different than the way that she does. And so, of course, the filter of your mind really does sort things differently depending on what kind of filter you have. So... We all have a mind that has been conditioned to evaluate things, right? All of our minds, like something happens or we have an experience and the mind takes it in and it labels it, it judges it, it decides its perception of it. And from there, it makes sense of it. And so, for example, the way that my mind filters and experiences thoughts is going to be very different than the way someone else's mind does. Now, I know I use my dear husband, Scott Strobel, a lot to teach my stories through, but let me just give you an example of this. So I have a very overactive, um, my mind filters information in a very intense way. So if something happens, I have like more of a catastrophic filtering system. So if I get a text from a friend, or back in the day, if my boss would be like, Kim, I need to talk to you in my office, I would immediately think, oh my gosh, this is the end of the world. I'm going to get fired. I'm going to get arrested. The police are outside. Like my mind would jump immediately to the worst case scenario where my husband, Scott, his filtering system is way different. Like it it was so different that last week I was in the garage screaming bloody murder, like screaming as if someone was sticking a knife in me. Um, Because my dogs were getting into a fight over a treat and I have seen them do this before and they will get bloody and they will tear each other's skin off if they can't get separated. So I was screaming and it still took my husband a good 60 seconds to get up from the kitchen table 20 feet away and come out there. Why? Because he has a different filtering system. His mind has been conditioned to filter information a lot slower than mine does. So not that one is better or worse than the other. It's just the way people are made. And it's how we make sense of the world around us, all right? And so that particular interpretation, that way of filtering information is embedded and it's conditioned to interpret events a certain way. So I want you to think about it this way. Have you ever had something happen to you and you know someone else who has had that exact same experience, but they they dealt with it in a different way, all right? So I uh, Let's just say, let's just pretend we have a 100 people lined up and all 100 people have, and I'm just going to throw this out there, they all have stage two breast cancer. All 100 people are going to deal with that differently. Some will absolutely somehow not let it impact their level of happiness and joy. Others will go into a deep depression and get very sad and struggle to live life. It's just the way our minds are conditioned to filter and deal with information. Now, stay with me because I promise I'm going somewhere with this. So if that is the case, if we can see that people can deal with the exact same situation and have very different experiences of it, in a sense, we can already see that there is clearly a relationship between what is happening around you and your reality and experience of it, all right, and your thoughts in your mind. So, for example, if we look at the way our world is, or sorry, at the way our mind is constantly thinking and having thoughts, we also know that some of us come into this world with a sunny disposition, right? Some of it's genetic. We know this. We've heard about this in previous podcasts. Some of us are born into this world with a set of genetics that makes us have a much sunny demeanor than others. And then others of us have more of a negative lens and we have to work harder at happiness. Again, part of it is genetics. It's the way our brains are wired. So the moral of this story is... That your experience with your life is really not determined by what happens to you, but it's determined much more by the way you react and respond to what's happening to you, right? And so what happens is you have a reaction. You have a feeling right you have a thought and that thought causes a feeling and that feeling causes you to have a reaction and to take a certain kind of action and that action has repercussions because your reaction to that thought creates further events that that come into your existence come into your external world and so this is why people get trapped in the same kind of patterns right they make the same kind of mistakes over and over again or they choose the same partner in a different body with a different name over and over and over because Their thoughts, their perceptions about the world they live in is creating their reality. So you can have six different partners, but all of those partners seem to come with the exact same uh, difficulties that the partner you had before did, right? But really, you've just chosen the same guy multiple times with a different body. This is how people get stuck in patterns. They get trapped in their own kind of world, their own kind of reality, their own kind of thought processes, and their own perceptions of the world without realizing that they're actually contributing to their reality, right? The way their mind is conditioned. You may know family members or friends who are people that experience similar situations over and over again and they will even experience the same unpleasant situation just like I described but they will keep doing that crazy stuff until they stop the thoughts they stop the filtering system they change the conditioned mind and so this is a lot of what we're working with in my program right now with my ladies is getting them to really peel away these old stories, this old conditioning, this old way of reacting to things in their life and teaching them strategies for creating new reactions, new space, new thoughts in their life. Now, here's the deal. It's like super easy to identify this in other people, right? We can easily identify these patterns in other people, but what's hard sometimes is to identify them in ourselves, and so I want us to go back to the word manifester, and being a manifester means that you are monitoring your thoughts in such a way that it's contributing positively to your future or your outcome. And I just don't really think that anybody can argue with the fact that there is a really big connection between our external circumstances and our thoughts, right? So our life and what's happening in our life is really a result of the conditioning of our mind mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And I don't think anybody can deny that that is directly linked, that your thoughts are directly linked many times to what's happening in your life. So let me give you another example. This is why when we wake up and something goes wrong, it's like the whole darn day goes wrong, right? So like you wake up and you get some bad news and then the next bad thing happens and then the next bad thing happens and then you drop the groceries and then this happens and you have this whole day and you've like, you know what, today's been a really bad day, right? Well, let me just tell you, you're creating that with your thoughts. That's an example of how your thoughts are Contributing to what you are experiencing. So you're creating it because you had the thought, right? You had something that happened, a negative thing that happened. You attached a feeling to that thought. That feeling caused you to have a reaction, which caused you to have another reaction, which caused you to have an interpretation that was negative. And because you had an interpretation that that was a negative or bad thing, what that did was cause you to have even a more, a ripple of even more negative thoughts, which caused other negative things to happen in your life. And we are all guilty of this. We all do it, right? We're just trying to get better. We're trying to become aware. We're trying to take small little steps forward to get better at recognizing that we do have a choice. We get to choose what kind of thought we want to have. And so what we know is that most of us experience and begin to manifest things in our life in a way that we experience life. And so every now and then we get some new information and we think, wow, I didn't know that my thoughts were that powerful. Maybe if I consciously changed my thoughts, that would change the feeling, which would change the way I react, which would change the way I interpret something. And then maybe, maybe only then can my life be different. Maybe I really can be responsible for bringing about changes in my life because I do think that it is our responsibility. I think that we can all play the victim card. We can all have crappy things that happen to us in our life. We don't understand it, it's unfair, it doesn't make sense to us, right? But again, it really is up to us to decide where do we wanna go in the future? Because if we are allowing our thoughts and we are attaching to those thoughts, we are attaching to those labels, and we are telling ourselves a story that becomes a belief about those thoughts, then we are, in fact, creating our reality. And I want us to think about how many times do we do that? How many times do we recreate the same situation in the same story over and over again? Or when do we finally say, it's time to stop. It's time to do something different. It's time to create a different thought, which will create a different reality. Because it really is, it's all energy, right? It's all, every thought has, a everything around you is energy. Everything, this desk I'm sitting at, this lamp I'm looking at, this microphone I'm, ha- I'm holding, it is all uh, vibrational energy. It's all uh, molecules that are vibrating at a certain frequency in order to stay together. Well, let me tell you, every feeling has a vibrational frequency level. There's an entire scale that you can find on the internet that shows you that one of the lowest vibrational energies is shame, right? Whereas joy and happiness and love and peace are super high vibrational frequencies. And in fact, one of the highest vibrational frequencies is gratitude. Gratitude is one of the highest vibrational frequencies. And so what I know is that once I began to monitor my thoughts, to become aware of them and to change them, I then was able to raise the vibrational frequency of my energy. And when I raised the vibrational frequency of my body and my thoughts, I started to attract way better things in my life, folks. That's the law of attraction. That's how you manifest. That's how you start to change your thoughts to create your reality. All right. I started to attract way better friends in my life. I started to attract miraculous opportunities. I started to attract better experiences. I started to get a better relationship with my husband because all I did was change my thoughts, which changed the vibrational frequency of me. Right. Just like how a a radio station has to tune into a certain vibrational frequency to get in flow, to let the message come through. It's the same thing for us. And I mean, I want you to think about that because we're all made up of vibrational energy. We're all made up of atoms and molecules and thoughts that are vibrating at a certain level. You can feel this, right? Like you go to a party and you walk in a room and you walk in a room with someone who has like a super low vibrational energy frequency about them. Maybe they're a big Debbie Downer or they're, you know, you can just feel like they can just suck the life right out of you. And then other times you, you walk into a room and you can feel the energy of this like super positive, enthusiastic lover of life and you feel their energy. Folks, that is all vibrational frequency. And we all carry a vibrational frequency about us. What we have to do is we have to protect our energy. We have to be aware of our thoughts. We have to know that our thoughts are creating our feelings and our feelings are creating what we do and do not do. Okay? And so I want you to consider that you and only you can control the thoughts that you're having. And you're not going to change these overnight. That's the other thing that we do as women. We're like, oh, I need to fix this. And then if I haven't fixed it in two days or two weeks or two months, we tell ourselves that we're a failure and we give up. Here's the deal. The first level of this is just becoming aware, becoming aware that, hey, this is the same stupid thought I've been having over and over again, right? So for example, one of my coaching clients last night, we were on a group coaching call and she was saying that she enters her house and she immediately looks around and she sees the pile of laundry. And then she sees the dirty dishes that aren't done. And then she sees that the floor needs to be swept. And then she sees all the uh, magazines piled up in the corner and all of the stuff that needs to be done. And then what she says in her mind is, I'll never have my ducks in a row. I'll never be able to figure this out this is a disaster. This house is a disaster. I'm a failure as a mom. I'm a loser. I can't keep up with it. This is a crappy house. I can't keep it clean. I can't keep it organized. And so she has all of these thoughts. And those thoughts feel very degrading to her, right? She's degrading herself. She's getting the good old ball and chain out and she's whipping herself across the back. And then when I asked her, what does she do after that? She says, well, I go sit in my chair and I have a glass of wine, or I scroll around on Facebook, or I get so absorbed in analyzing how bad of a person I am, when what she's doing is she, she has those negative thoughts, she feels the feeling associated with those negative thoughts, and then she checks out. She doesn't want to feel that, so she goes and drinks her glass of wine, or she scrolls around on Facebook. She does everything she can to, to get away from the feeling, because we don't want to feel our feelings. Well, here's what we know, right? That if you're going to make it through your fillings, you have to be able to fill them. That's the only way you come out on the other side. But that's a topic for another podcast. And so what happens is then she doesn't do the laundry. She doesn't keep the house organized. She doesn't work out. Because these thoughts that she's having are stealing the joy from her life. So she, she pushes the filling down by drowning it out. And we all do this, right? We, we all drown out Uncomfortable feelings. We don't want to feel uncomfortable. We drown that out by drinking the glass of wine or scrolling on Facebook when we need to be doing something else because it's easier and we want to push that feeling away instead of absorbing it and processing it. We push it away. And when you push a feeling away, let me just tell you, it rears its ugly head and it comes back tenfold, right? And so that's what she does. She has the story in her mind. And what we're teaching her is just to catch herself. Catch herself having the thought the thought is i'm a loser or i'm a failure or i'm a mess or i'm a wreck and to create this little bit of of awareness in there that says you know what i actually get to choose what kind of thought i want to have so i can decide if i want to hang on to that thought and carry it around or if i want to choose a different thought if i want to choose a thought that feels a little bit better right So the first teeny tiny step, folks, is simply becoming aware of the thought, feeling the thought. You need to feel it. You become aware of it. You're allowing yourself to feel it. But then do you get to choose a different thought? And if choosing a different thought might contribute to a different external circumstance for you, which path do you want to choose? Which path do you want to choose? Now, it's not easy. It's simple. It's really simple, but it's not easy because we have these brains that are conditioned to do the opposite. And we're all human beings, right? And so what we know is that every thought you have has an energetic vibration to it and it causes a feeling, causes a feeling, which also has an energetic feeling to it. And so what we want to do is we want to say, hey, do I need to choose this thought? Is this a thought worth choosing? And then, and only then, when we create that little bit of space, do we recognize that it really is up to us to create a different thought, which will create a different reality. You see, negative thoughts lead to more negative thoughts, which is why you look around one day in your current reality and you're like, this reality, this life I'm living right now, it doesn't match at all what I wanted for my life. And you start to see that perhaps you are more of a contributor to that than what you first realized. And so what I want us to do is to be aware to be like oh there you are again there's that thought I see that you're beating yourself up again what's the feeling I'm feeling with that thought and am I attaching to that thought and then can I choose to have a different thought because I do think it's our responsibility you know God gave us this free will he gave us this ability to choose which is why I can line 100 people up and let's say that all 100 of you went through a terrible divorce. I, for one, went through a terrible divorce, but let's pretend that we all had the exact same experience, that we were all married to the exact same person and we all went through the exact same painful things. And I will tell you that all 100 of us will deal with that differently. Some of us would stay stuck in the victimhood of it forever. We know people like this, right? They're so full of pent-up resentment and anger that their life sucks 20, 30, 40 years later. And then others of us would change the trajectory of our lives. We would reach for a better partner next time, and we would create a different reality because we know we have self-love. We know we have self-worth. We know we have value. And others of us will marry that exact same partner again because we're stuck. In the pattern. Okay. So I want us to, again, think about this. I want to end by encouraging you to monitor your thoughts, to monitor your thinking, and then to catch yourself in the negative thought and ask yourself, is that serving me? Is it serving me? Is it causing me to create the life that I really want and if it's not then maybe I need to choose a different thought and a different path that's what I want that's how you become a manifester that's why the thoughts you are thinking attract more thoughts like you are thinking which attract more thoughts like what you are thinking which becomes the mirror of the life you are living my friends wow We got deep. We got so deep that my dog George is over here laying on his bed, and he is completely, and this is hyper crazy George, he is in dead sleep over here on his bed. Maybe he didn't need to hear the law of attraction. Hopefully, uh, you all held with me there. I know this was a deep conversation and one that we will continue to talk about more and more. So, cheers to happy thoughts going forward. Not all happy thoughts, because that's not life, but cheers to being aware of having the ability to change your thoughts. How about that? I'll see you next week, my friends. Whoop, whoop, we did it. Thank you so much for joining me on the She Finds Joy podcast today. I'm super honored to share this space with you and I hope you learned something new and helpful. As always, this conversation will be continued in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to kimstrobel.com Forward slash she finds joy to connect with other joy seekers just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time joining the show, know that I am here every Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use, and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can go to that directly if you go to kimstrobel.com forward slash podcast. That will put you in Apple podcast where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down just a little bit, you will be able to leave that five-star review and just leave me a few sentences, letting me know what you thought about the show. It really helps me. If you let me know how the show has impacted you and how you are striving for more joy in your life, you might be nominated to be the joyful woman of the week. Also please share this episode. My goal is to help more women unleash their happiness one daring day at a time. So please take a screenshot on your phone, share it out on social media, tag your friends, tag me at Kim Strobel Joy on Instagram or in our Facebook group, kimstrobelcom forward slash she finds joy. I'm quick to reply and I am super eager to send you some Facebook love it makes my heart happy to be able to connect and surround myself with other women who are all ready to do this work. So thanks for being here and I'll be back next week. Until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you know that you are enough just as you are. Here's to finding more joy.